I thought I made a true life change. I thought I made the change I needed. I honestly thought I had changed. Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So get ready to open your heart to encounter him. Then go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Marco, Marco Moncada, and I'm so excited that you have joined us today. The reason I'm excited is because we believe here on this podcast that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be radically changed and your life can become different through listening to God's word and through listening to people's testimonies. Thank you so much for giving of your time. I know that time is the one thing in life that we cannot get back. We can always make more money, but we cannot get back our time spent. And time spent is the answer to many, many things, including your personal relationship with Jesus. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, hey, welcome to our community. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you could please, well, if you like the content, if you would please at the end follow us or subscribe to us wherever you're listening, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us on our Instagram, at Life's Been Different, and we would love to follow you back and welcome you into our family. If you are a returning listener, hey, welcome back. We got another testimony episode in store for us today. You know, this podcast was founded on sharing people's testimonies, and I had a vision to really have a platform that people would share their testimony every single week, and if you can tell from the last three months that almost every single week we have had someone from around the world, literally people from all over the world. Last week we had someone from Indonesia. We've had people from America, Australia, Sweden, South Africa, Nigeria, Canada, all over the world. People are sending in their testimonies to be featured on this podcast. Why? Because the Bible says that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb. In other words, what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and through the word of our testimony. Life's Been Different is a podcast that has a couple of different formats, actually three, one of which we haven't officially started yet. But this is a weekly podcast that influences individuals to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. On this podcast, you will hear principles behind living your best life, the privilege of changing your mind, the gospel of Jesus Christ, people's stories, and how Jesus changes lives because I'm passionate about helping people become better by changing their daily patterns so they can make progress in life and develop into the purest person they can be. It's what I'm devoted to and I'm devoted to you and helping you live your life differently. It's my purpose, and I pray that the content that you hear today adds value to your life and that you're forever changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, let's jump right into our content. Today we have a testimony from someone named Angelo Gutierrez, all the way from Northern California. Hey, bro, I was born 
kind of in Northern California, up in Tracy. I'm not sure exactly where you are. My notes say that you're up near Sacramento. Hey, Bay Area, shout out. I got a lot of friends in the Bay Area still today. Got some family up there too. So I'm, I love it. My brother was born in Oakland. I was born in Tracy. First couple years of my life was born. I was I was raised up in the Bay Area. So hey, Angelo, we have that in common. Hey guys, I want you to listen to Angelo's story because this is a remarkable timeline of someone going from complete darkness and into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Angelo was, well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what Angelo was involved in because he so clearly timelines his story for us to receive. And at the end, he brings it back home to the impossibility of him even being alive and the grace that he received from Jesus Christ and in finding a whole new life, a different life than he was currently living. Hey, I want you to lean in and give your keen attention to Angelo Gutierrez from Northern California as he shares the story of why his life's been different. And I will come back at the end with some thoughts. My name is Angelo, and this is why my life's been different. As a kid, life kind of struck me in a way that led me to believe a certain way. Um, growing up as a kid, my mom and dad were also kids themselves. I was raised in Arizona um, the first few years of my life. I vividly remember my mom leaving for work with jewelry and perfumes and not wanting to leave. Um, my grandma would watch me while she would go to work, and we lived in this apartment. And again, I hated watching her leave. As I grew older... Uh, she told me she was a stripper and, you know, she was young and in her sinful nature, she believed she was doing the right thing. But naturally, um, my dad and her, they, they did not stay together. Um, I, there's sides from both stories, but anyways, um, she, she got involved with this man who was a low level drug dealer and he used to beat her in front of me. And he would assault her um, in many different ways, even sexually, in front of me. That was the root of my life going forward from then. Even as God saw fit to draw me in and ultimately led me to his glory. Um, when I moved to California, I lived with my great-grandma. And for that time, and during that time, my mom was in a mental facility um, my great-grandma was Catholic, and that was the first time I can remember actually hearing about Jesus being God and dying on a cross. So um, a certain fear of God came upon me, and it kind of stayed with me for some time. But as I got older, my mom got better, and my grandma who lived in Arizona came up to be with my mom and I. So uh, I was raised by, by women my whole life, and they loved me and tried their best, but I was just simply uncontrollable at the time. Um, I got involved in gangs, uh, more specifically the Nathaniel Street Gang. I completely lost the fear of God. Um, I never truly had a relationship when I think about it with God. I mean, we all have certain relationships, but it was a relationship that was bad. I mean... You know, I can say I have a relationship with some person that I don't really know. It's not really the best relationship. That was how I can basically explain, explain the relationship I had with God. 
I was just basically fearful of his wrath. But during my teen years, I started having unprotected sex around, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old. Uh, I started smoking meth, robbing cars, getting into gang fights in the mall, um, the school, basically anywhere. Um, anywhere it happened, it happened. Um, I wore red to kind of display my submission to the gang life. All of us pretty much carried around guns. We're all doing drugs and selling drugs. But our priority wasn't really selling drugs. Our priority instead was gangbanging. See, now as I got more and more involved, um, my sin become became so much worse. It became greater and so much worse. One time, actually, uh, one of my younger homies and I had an Uzi and some rival gang called Sureños were in this alleyway. This was on Mother's Day in 2008. And I remember thinking, dang, today we're going to take away sons and make mothers cry. Like, that's how my my heart felt. That's how my mind thought. That's what I thought was good. And we wanted to do it. And it was over evil ways. And for some reason, only in God's mercy, I understand this, but he restrained us from that evil because when we got there, they were they were gone. They weren't there anymore. Um, so a few weeks later, another two homies and I were strapped up. We had guns. Um, we had a friend's car. And we were posted up outside. And uh, we were outside this house. And we had a homegirl with us. And basically the plan was to have her ring the doorbell. Because when she saw, when the guy would see the girl, you know, we knew he would answer the door for sure. See, and at that point, we just decided we're going to light him up. Um, the minute he opens the door, we're just going to start shooting. And that was the plan. But in the process of that, um, when we were loading the guns, um, one of them was fired. And it actually shot one of my younger homies in the leg. And the gun he was shot with was a shotgun. So it was more like a shotgun blast to the leg. And that that blast, like... That was like the first time I had smelt what baking flesh would smell like. Um, I saw the tendons in his leg, the bone, the smell of the burning flesh. Um, it was crazy. You know, it was like pinned to the inside the car. Um, we immediately from there, uh, we fled as soon as possible. We fled the scene. We took him to the hospital. And again, God restrained us from our sin because what we were about to do was murder somebody and we were doing it for the glory of the gang. And uh, the more I think about it, you know, we weren't really done with that whole day. You know, uh, God, he restrained us from doing something crazy. And that's the grace and mercy he has. He actually restrained us from killing someone that night. And even though someone still got hurt, and um we did some horrible thing uh we weren't done and you know we dropped him off at the hospital and went and did a drive-by uh i took the police on a high-speed chase um and of course we got caught and when we got caught i just remember being there in that first night in jail and not really having a reaction to it because at the time i was thinking you know um i don't honestly know what i was thinking i don't think i was but um, it was the next day and when I had my first court date where it hit and they said, look, 
you're looking at 20 years to life. You got these charges racked against you. And that was that time when I was starting to have uh, some type of fear. Um, I sat there for about six months with me and two other of my homies. And we fought this case. And I ended up taking a, a three-year deal. And I got sent to DVI State Prison. And after about three weeks, I transpacked to CSP Solano. And my gang ties, you know, they continue. They don't stop when you go to prison. Matter of fact, they get even stronger. And I, um, when I was housed, I was housed as a Northern Hispanic Northerner. So uh, at that time, much of my time in prison, I could reflect on, but that could take <laughs> literally all day if I went there. So when I got when I got out, my mentality shifted and I decided to go to school for personal training. And since my foundation went from gangs to working out, I thought I made a true life change. Like I thought this was the change I needed. Prison did it. I was still drinking though and even using coke, cocaine sometimes. And uh, I got into using steroids. You know, I wanted to bodybuild. I honestly thought I changed. I started sleeping around with, with multiple women until finally I met my fiance. Uh, after about a few months after being with my fiance, um, she saw a version of me that I never really thought she would see because I thought the worst part was behind me and that I had a new beginning. Now, she could have pretty much saw an even worse part you know, after prison. Um, anyways, after a few months of being together, I got shot two times by two different guns. Uh, I remember the first thought I had was, this is God's fault. How could he let this happen to me? And I was in disbelief. I had so much rebellion against God. I was truly, I was truly dead. Like in my sin, I was completely dead. I started getting addicted to painkillers, and this became worse than anything. I literally couldn't stop. Um, after I tried so many times, about five or six ye years later, uh, my fiance got pregnant, and there's so much I could really go into, but again, that could take all day. So my addiction got worse during her pregnancy. I started sniffing heroin, started sniffing fentanyl, mixing meth with fentanyl, I just could not stop. And honestly, I didn't want to. And um, after my son was born, I got even worse. I spent about $800 on my habit in, in one week at one time. And I knew I had no control. Uh, my fiance, she had to have that hard conversation with me. Um, I actually lost my job. And that right there is when God took away my heart of stone. and He gave me a heart of flesh. I cried in the shower for about 45 minutes and pleaded with God. I asked him to reveal himself in a way I could understand and that I was willing to lose absolutely everything. My son, my fiance, if he would take away the passion I had for drugs, I needed at that time, I really needed a divine encounter with Jesus. I needed him to deliver me from my enslavement to drugs and from my enslavement from sin the very next day, this is no lie, it was the very next day, I started having withdrawal so bad. Anyone that's had opiate withdrawals knows what I'm talking about. And for, for the first time, I had desire to fight. Um, 
basically with the power of the Holy Spirit, I was battling every day and I was actually overcoming. There were some days I wanted to take my life, but I had the most intimate moments with Jesus during that time. Uh, I kept reading my Bible. I realized every single thing that happened was absolutely predestined. And he chose freely to save me because of his love for sinners. He chose to set me apart for his glory with complete regard to my unwillingness to choose him back. Prison, working out, school, my fiance, my son's birth, nothing was able to change me. It was God who gave me the testimony I have today and his love to love unconditionally. Even when my works uh, display my hatred to a holy and righteous and just God. Now, today, I can say this today. I am not ashamed to make a proclamation that Jesus is Lord. Not just over me, but over every created thing. He gave me the willingness to glorify him at all cost. I've declared him Lord of my life because even in my rebellion, he came to a dead man and he resurrected me to eternal salvation. I was dead like Lazarus who wanted nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. But in his willingness to endure my rebellion in great patience and to now be justified, set apart and chosen for good workmanship, I devote my life to Jesus, surrendering completely to the will of God. And this is why my life's been different. Amen. Angelo, thank you so much for having the boldness and being courageous to share your story on this podcast. I, I wish that I could meet you, bro. Honestly, I feel like that was like the sense in my heart. I wish that I could meet everyone on this podcast. But for some reason, I was like, man, I got to meet this guy. Hey, your story, bro, is so you literally are a miracle. You should not be alive based off of all the things that you shared in your story. And because of that, I want to tell us our goal. And I pray that whoever's listening to this podcast gets a new perspective on life from Angelo's story, but also receives someone from something from Jesus that will add value to their life. Our goal is to remind us that it is by grace through faith that we are saved. Our key verse is 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16. I felt necessary to, to share this verse. If, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you would know that this is my life verse. And it says this. This is in the NLT version. It says, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could be used as a prime example of his great patience, even with the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they, too, can believe in him and receive eternal life. When I was listening to your story, Angelo, that's all that I could think of that, dude, all the all of the things, the lifestyle, the activities, the drugs that you were involved in, it's like 
Your testimony is that you're a prime example that Jesus can save anybody and that he will passionately go after all of us. Why? Because Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners like you and I. I can relate to the jail and I can relate to the street life. I wasn't involved in gangs. I was not in a gang, but I did roll around with some gang members when I was in the music industry. And I never really got involved with with any um, activities, but I will say this. The little bits and pieces that I did taste in South Central LA, I know that it's very hard to get out of. And I'm so proud of you for that. And if, if you're listening to this and you're in too deep or you feel like you're in too deep, hey, Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he came to pull people that were in too deep out so that they can be free. And I just want you to know that. I love that you said, I thought that I had made a change. I thought that I received the change that I needed. I honestly thought I changed. That was a line that you said that Angelo said in this, in his testimony. And the word that was popping out to me was the word I. I thought I could do it. I thought I made the change. I thought I had honestly changed. And it's not that, and you realize, and I want the people that are listening to this to realize that there's nothing that you could do to earn salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is by grace that we have been saved through faith. You didn't make the change. It was God that changed you. And I love that you acknowledged that when you said it was at that moment that your stony heart was changed for a heart of flesh by God. Another thing that you said that I loved so much is that you said, I asked him to reveal himself in a way that I could understand. That is it, man, because I just love that you said that. It's in a way that I could understand because God meets us where we are. The Bible says in 1 John 20, for if our hearts condemn us, God is bigger than our heart and knows all things. He knows the exact way that he needed to reveal himself to you so that you could understand, so that you could understand. And we know 1 John 3, 5 tells us, and you know that Jesus came to take away our sins and there is no sin in him. I love how you said that at the end that he freely chose you, that he freely saved you because of his love for sinners. And that is exactly it. That is exactly it. Because those who are saved from much love much. And I want to close with this one thing. And it's that you said, I know that all of this happened to me so that I can move further in life. And there's been a there's been a a verse that I've been pondering on and it's in Philippians 1:12 and it says this, I want you to know, brethren, that the things which have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. And I believe that that's a verse over your life that the things that have happened to you 
Maybe they weren't necessarily done by God, like God made those things happen to you. But the things that did happen to you based off of the decisions and the circumstances you were in, now that you're saved, that is your testimony like we just heard today. And those things happen to you because now your life is furthering the gospel. They happen to you so that your life can bring the gospel farther than you could have ever imagined. And it's because of that, that I, like yourself, can say, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God at work to save anyone who believes. And that's the power of testimony. Hey, if you're listening and, and, you're, and you feel stirred in your heart to share your testimony and you would like to share your testimony on the Life's Been Different podcast, hey, email us at different at gmail.com or simply DM us on Instagram at Life's Been Different and we'll respond and we'll get you on the platform because we truly believe that it's through hearing these testimonies, bringing glory back to Jesus for changing our lives that other people can be impacted because people feel like they're alone out there. And when they hear that someone's life was made different by Jesus and it relates to their life, it furthers the gospel. Hey, listen, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, like Angelo has and like I have and many others, I want to give you an opportunity to pray the prayer with me at the end of this podcast. It's not the prayer It's believing it in your heart, receiving Jesus into your heart for yourself, believing that your sins are forgiven and confessing out of your mouth that Jesus is Lord that gets you saved. Pray the prayer with me at the end of this episode and decide, hey, listen, we're one decision away from living life differently. You are one decision away. Let's together make that decision and begin to live our life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. Hey, I love you, and I'll see you next week for episode 104. Thank you for listening to Life's Been Different with Marco Moncada. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing, my music, and new book, OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, or how to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.